What's up, GQ? This is Steven Wonderboy Thompson, UFC fighter, and this is The Breakdown. First up, we have The Way of the Dragon. I've never seen this movie before. Oh, looks like some karate guys to me. When you see this guy run out and get in his fighting stance, number one, he's trying to intimidate his opponent because he's the one running out there first. Everybody has a different stance. Some guys you can tell are more of a Muay Thai stylist. They like to put a lot of weight on their back leg and they kind of bounce the front foot. They kind of wade forward, hands up real high. Karate stylists like myself, I have my hands down low with a really wide stance, which helps me work angles, allows me to lift my front leg up to kick. And with my hands down, it's harder to see because most people, when they look at you, they look at you in the eyes. But you gotta really know what you're doing if your hands are down because you're leaving all this open up here. I feel like I have to do the sound effects when I see this. Let's see what he does to this guy. Oh, see, can we pause right there for a second? So that takedown was like a legit takedown. Right here, he actually blocked the technique and stepped in around the guy's front leg. Outside leg trick, taking the guy down and doing a little bit of ground and pound. And you actually see some of this in the octagon in the UFC. My man, Bruce Lee, baby. Look at his wide stance, his hands down low. Very similar to mine. Most guys have their feet a little bit closer together. It's harder, I think, to be able to move and throw your kicks with some speed. Oh, stare down. <laughs> I love it. Now, if you saw the guy in the white gi threw one kick, just to kind of see what Bruce Lee was going to do. When I step out in the octagon, I like to throw a technique or a feint to make my opponent think I'm going to do something. And how they react will tell me what I'm able to throw next. So Bruce Lee calculated, all right, this guy's going to come forward again. And if you watch, so instead of backing up again, he actually met him in the middle with a side kick, which is crazy. I throw sidekicks probably a million times in a fight. That is my jam. Sidekick's my favorite kick for sure. If you watched, he threw that front leg kick and he kicked his hand. So what he's doing, he's setting this kick up, this round kick that you see when he kicked him in the face. He's getting his opponent thinking, all right, I'm just going to kick you in the hand. I'm going to kick you in the hand. And then he changes directions and kicks him right upside the head. It was great. That was a growing shot. Got a lot of traditional karate techniques going here. The straight punches, the moving forward. And if you watch Bruce Lee, he's working side to side. It's very difficult to hit somebody when you can't predict their movement. So Bruce Lee's doing very good at keeping his opponent guessing. I've never seen anybody get knocked out with a with a with a, with a PP strike. <laughs> But if you saw there, that double leg takedown. In my karate style, which is the Kempo karate style, 99.9% .9 of the time in a street situation, you're gonna end up on the ground. So we work double legs all the time, and you see this in MMA as well. I think the technique could be a little bit better, but hey, back in the day, you never really saw these type of guys doing these kind of takedowns before, so that was very surprising. Can we pause right there for a second? Now, if you watch this karate guy, and he's going against two guys on one, I don't think I would go about it that way. In a real situation, my goal is to get my opponents in a straight line. I gotta be able to keep my opponents in front of me so I can see them both. I don't want this guy coming up behind me trying to attack me. And I don't care how good you are, if you got two guys on you at once, it's gonna be very difficult to be able to fight both if you can't see them. 
Ooh, he kicks. <laughs> in a competitive situation, you can't kick to the head once their knees or both hands are on the mat. That's illegal blow. But you are allowed to kick to the body. That is definitely legal in a competitive situation. You hear a lot of these guys making noises. Well, Bruce Lee is very iconic. The noises. In karate, you hear a lot of karate yells or kiyas. Kind of sounds like, it gets emotional tint into your technique. If I were to go hit a bag and not make a noise, and then I go hit the bag and I key out real loud, there's a big difference between power and speed in that technique. So what they're doing, they're breathing, they're tightening their abs, they're engaging their core, which makes their kicks and their strikes faster. And you'll see it. I mean, next time you watch a boxing match or an MMA fight, listen to the noises they make. Shoo, shoo. If I could meet one person or even fight one guy, it would be Bruce Lee. And I know a lot of guys who've trained with Bruce Lee that are still alive today, and they said he was a true fighter and a true martial artist. You see the UFC, he predicted that back in the 70s and 60s. He knew all martial arts were gonna come into one, and now we have mixed martial arts. So I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Bruce Lee. Up next, we have the Karate Kid. Daniel-san, come here. Mr. Miyagi. Show me Sandoflor. Daniel Sam, he doesn't see what his master is doing for him. He's washing cars, he's painting the house, doing all these chores over and over again to build the muscles up in his body to be able to make that technique strong and powerful and actually make it effective and work in a real situation. Wax on hat. Wax off hat. Concentrate. See right here, he's doing the wax on, wax off technique, right? Very similar to blocking techniques that you see in fighting, in karate. When I tell you, what did I tell you? Same movement, the punch is coming at you, evading the technique. This is pretty much kata that Mr. Miyagi has Daniel-san doing here. Kata is a series of techniques that you do in a sequence without having an opponent or a bag to build the technique. When you're doing kata, you have to be fully aware of what your body is doing without looking at it. So I like that. This is fairly realistic, right? Sensei translates to teacher or instructor. Anybody could be a sensei. I mean, your mom and dad are senseis. They teach you different things every day. Just because it's not the martial arts doesn't mean you're not a sensei. You're actually a sensei even though you don't know it. <laughs> you're teaching somebody something. Next up, we have Cobra Kai. I think it's really cool to see the Karate Kid back in the day and these guys come back to do Cobra Kai. Like in the tunes, got the 80s vibe going. As soon as I wake up, I'm training throughout the day. And strength training is very important. Especially if you're competing at a high level, you have to have some sort of strength to be able to make these techniques work. I don't do a whole lot of load work because I get a lot of cardio in doing bag work and sparring and things like that. But in the fight game, my coach, which is my dad, there's one thing he always says, you gotta have lungs for days and legs for days. Because the power doesn't come from your arms, it comes from your hips, your legs. So I'd like to see this. I've never had somebody shoot <laughs> softballs at me, but I have had people throw tennis balls at me. So working on your reaction time, to be able to see a ball or a fist coming at you, you have to have the right amount of reaction time to be able to evade or to counterattack that punch or kick. Because when you're out there in a street fight, street situation, or a competitive situation, thinking is too slow. There's no tapping in karate. 
a rear naked choke done properly, it's very difficult to get out of. And once it locks up, you're done. It takes about four seconds to make somebody go to sleep. So I know in a street situation, if anybody grabs me around my neck, I think of that as a life or death situation. The best way to get out of it is to not get there in the first place. I would not want him as a sensei because <laughs> he's beating the crap out of his student. But I actually spar some of my students as well, very lightly. They think it's cool that they're sparring with a professional UFC fighter. So now you're seeing him start to block these techniques. Over time, he's got this muscle memory down, he knows what blocks to use, and he's keeping his eye on his opponent, which is the ball. Before, he was looking at his instructor and was getting hit, and now he's keeping his eye on his opponent. You want a fair fight? Dream on. You can't always think your enemies are going to play by the rules. That is so true of what his master said. In a street situation, the enemy's not going to play by the rules. So you got to be ready for whatever. In MMA, mixed martial arts, your opponent could be a striker, could be a grappler, could be a wrestler. So it's my job to go out there and adapt to my opponent. And if you don't have that adaptability, you're going to be in some trouble. Next up, we have a scene from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> All right, stop real quick. Okay. <laughs> I see this all the time. You get this high-level black belt on the mat doing these cool, crazy kicks, and then you look over and you see this kid or whatever trying to mimic what this high-level guy's doing, and they're just looking like idiots. <laughs> Hi. Okay, now bow. Not to me, karate kid, to him. Oh. In karate, we always have a beginning and an end. We come to ready, we tension, and we bow. Now in Japan, many years ago, that's how you greeted people. But when we bow, we never take our eyes off our opponent. As soon as you take your eyes off your opponent, that's when they attack. Fight! Block, point, Matt! What Guys! Pause. There are different places on the body that you get points for. If I block a technique, I should not be able to get a point for that. A hit to the body, that's a point. Hit to the head, that's a point. Now if I kick you in the head, that's two points. Certain organizations have different point systems, but uh, that's usually how it goes. I got a point! He turned his back to his opponent, which I don't think is a good idea when you're competing with somebody ever. When I fight you, my goal is to try and keep my eyes open the entire time, not to blink. There are people out there that are that fast. I always look right here at the chest. And the reason I do that is because I use my peripheral to see the entire body. If I look at you in your eyes, I can't see your feet. If I look at your feet, I can't see your hands. So I look right here, center mass, and I stare. I've literally seen crowds get into it because the wrong person got the point. I've seen moms, dads fighting because their kid didn't get the point. It's nuts. So I can relate to this as well. Up next, The Matrix. I know Kung Fu. Yes, yes, I'm talking about karate, and he just said, I know Kung Fu. But that was just the last one he downloaded into his brain. There is some karate in there as well. And a lot of techniques from different styles are very similar. If you're a true martial artist, you're not just gonna stick with one style. You're gonna try and integrate other styles into your arsenal to make you a better fighter. This is a sparring program, similar to the programmed reality of the Matrix. It has the same basic rules, rules like gravity. I can quote this entire movie. All right, let's keep going, I'm sorry. And hit me, if you can. 
This is a little dramatic, I would say. I would never do this out in a street situation or a competitive situation. Yeah, I just bring my hands up or get into my stance ready to do battle. This is my favorite scene right here. The very first few combos that they do is really cool. Both of these guys, they had to gone through some rigorous training to be able to pull a lot of these techniques off. They were really trying to hit each other and they were actually blocking with full force to make it as real as possible. I remember them talking about after the fight scene that their arms were so bruised and banged up. So that's why you see a lot of us martial artists do a lot of conditioning, conditioning the forearms, conditioning the hands and the shins. Whenever I fight, guys will try and kick me in the leg and I gotta be able to block that kick with my shin. And if it's not conditioned, it's gonna hurt pretty bad. And I've actually seen shins break in a fight. Okay, who's still never saying? <laughs> As y'all know, that is not realistic at all. It's more like a Mortal Kombat move, I guess. A lot of these moves here are really big and really circular. I would never do that. When it comes to the fight game, the less movement that I make to get my punch point A to point B, as fast as possible is what you want. The more dramatic or telegraph is what we call it. Be very easy to kind of see those techniques coming. I've had my legs caught a few times. I'm known for my kicks in the MMA world. I've never flown like that, but people will try and catch your feet. I've actually flipped out of guys catching my foot to be able to get my leg free. I've done that before. Catching the legs is a very common thing in MMA. Now, if you watch, one guy is very calm and collective, and the other guy is very jittery, kind of spastic, which is Keanu Reeves character. You want to stay calm. When you're relaxed, your techniques kind of pull off with more snap. You're more accurate. You're conserving your energy when you're out there too. And that's how I try to fight when I'm out in the octagon. With a spin back kick, I love that. It's one of my favorite techniques. It's a side kick with a spin. And when you spin, you're generating more power and more torque, which makes that technique really powerful. But you gotta be careful, because for a split second, you got your back turned to your opponent. So you gotta really know how to set it up for it to be effective. I wish I could jump that high and in slow motion. There are different ways to get up when you're on the ground. I wouldn't recommend that. That is a cool way to do it. I think if I did that in the octagon, everybody would be like, what? More like a breakdance move. So it's like breakdance fighting, I guess you could say. And stop right there. I'm just gonna say that's not realistic. faster than this. Don't think you are, know you are. Confidence is huge in competitive situation. And what brings me confidence when I step out in the octagon is knowing that I put in the work, not missing a day. Even though I'm injured or I'm not feeling good, these best fighters in the world make their success happen by knowing they've got it. Now, if you watched here, we talked about this early in Karate Kid, right? Right here. The wax on and the wax off. Kind of the same movement, right? I know what you're trying to do. I'm trying to free your mind, Neo. You know what we call that? We call it ultra instinct. It's a mindset that fighters get into. Every time I spar, I try and get to this level when I'm doing less thinking and more reaction, but it takes years to get to that level. So you're freeing your mind. Next up, the art of self-defense. I've never seen this movie before. Oh. It looks interesting. 
Oh, this is a fairly new one. Now, if you look at these guys, they're all wearing white geese. If you wear your regular clothes, they're gonna get pulled and yanked on. So you get a gi, and a gi represents maybe like a sweatshirt, a shirt, a jacket. And if I can get a hold of your jacket, I can choke you, I can take you down. Some really cool stuff. If you see the belt rankings, you see some black belts, some green, some blue, some yellow in there. Many, many, many years ago, you got one belt. It was white. And over time, in the years of training, that belt will start to change colors, will turn yellow from all the sweat and stuff that you put into the belt. And eventually, over years and years of training, that belt will turn black. So it showed the experience that you had in your training. Now, <laughs> um, that's kind of gross. So you get different rankings the years you put into the martial arts. For Kempo Karate in our style, we always start off with white, then you have to go to yellow, orange, blue, green. We have an advanced green, a purple, advanced purple, brown, advanced brown, red, advanced red, then black. Now that takes about five to six years to be able to get to that first level of black belt. Now, people think if you're a black belt, you're a master. You're the best, which is untrue. Now for me, I'm a six degree black belt and I'm still learning stuff, you know, every day. So just because you see somebody walking around or bragging, which they shouldn't be, about wearing a black belt, doesn't really mean much. He's a yellow belt, so you can tell he's just beginning. I can't tell you how many times I see guys that look like this in the school because they are so nervous and not know what to expect out there on the mat. So I just find it funny because I see this look every day. Can we pause it for a second? Now, if you see this guy coming in with a, a different color gi, when you get to a certain level, you're allowed to wear certain gis. Once you get to blue belt, you're allowed to wear a blue gi. Brown belt, you're allowed to wear a red gi. And black belts, get to wear the black gi. So you can tell this guy, when he walks in the room, they're like, all right, this guy knows what he's doing. He's probably a really good martial artist. So let's see what happens. Watch closely. <laughs> oh, what? Yeah, this guy's school would not be open right now if that happened. This is amazing. For one, that's Darth Maul. Number two, <laughs> this guy would be in jail right now. Let me tell you this, I've been to certain gyms where I've walked in on the mat and watched guys spar. They try and take each other's heads off and I literally pack my stuff up and walked out of the gym. Certain part of your body, you can condition, but you can't condition the brain, right? And when you go out there and you see somebody getting knocked out on the mat, then it's like, maybe this ain't worth it. Next up, Step Brothers. You wanna go do karate in the garage? Yup. What I want. Kicking pumpkins. First off, if you've never done karate in the garage, you should poke yourself in the eye. I think everybody has done that growing up. Kicking pumpkins, I used to do watermelons, all right? We would go out back and just get twigs and try and break them. I've heard myself a few times doing that growing up. Just be careful when it comes to the garage. Don't pick up your mom and dad's tools. Don't be trying to try to chop bricks. You will hurt yourself. But I find this funny because I used to do this. He kind of went with like a little tiny windmill action that he did with his hands. Realistically, if you threw a punch and you didn't bring your hand straight back, you're getting knocked out. You never want your hands to dip because it leaves your head open. Bad technique, he's even punching with the wrong part of the hand. What you want to hit with is the two big knuckles and they line up directly with the form, which is good for pounding. All right, Will Ferrell, John C. Riley, you need to come see me. I need to work on your karate skills. You tried, but failed miserably. By the way, one of my all-time favorite movies is Step Brothers. I gotta give you that. Up next, Fighter in the Wind. Ooh, it looks like a challenge here. Got the blue gi versus the white gi. Ooh. 
pause it right there. I've seen guys get dropped with body kicks just like that. So that was like realistic right there. If you've never had the breath knocked out of you, come see me. I'll, I'll help you experience that real quick. I'm pretty sure he's really hitting these stuntmen. Uh, I would not want to be these guys getting kicked in the face like that. As you can tell, the guy on the right is more conditioned than the guy on the left. He hit him with a leg kick, he didn't phase him one bit. The other guy hit him in the leg and you can tell it, it did some damage for sure. This guy's thinking about how he can get out of this. So right now, they're having a battle of who's tougher. Even in sparring, guys that I've been training with my whole life, we kind of go out there and see who's tougher. We'll hit each other in the body, but we'll let each other hit each other. And the first one to break or to kind of rub their body loses. martial artists they kind of live by an honor code you want to fight somebody but you want to do it honorably man to man woman to woman whatever and it's always one versus one if you send in more than one person out there it's kind of like it's pretty cheap next up beverly hills ninja <laughs> no one messes with my brother everybody what's Oh, there you go, that spin kick again. It works. And Chris Farley did it like a champ. Go, Chris. Oh, freeze. This is the first I've seen in all the films that I've seen so far, using something other than your fist and your feet to defend yourself with. In karate, we do things like that. We'll have classes to where, all right, I want you to pick something up at home, bring it to class. You can use that to help defend yourself. It could be a lunchbox or a shoe. Here, he uses his belt, which I think is pretty cool. Cartwheel kick. If you look up, cartwheel knockout. There's a lot of clips out there that will come up. Now, is it something that we do in a street situation? Probably not. But I have seen it work. Is it? The split. So sorry. So sorry. <laughs> Oh my goodness, I don't know what it is. Something about Chris Farley. I just want to give him a big hug, you know what I mean? Rest in peace, man. If anybody pulls out a knife in the street situation, I'm running. No way will I stand there and try and karate my way out of a knife situation. I'm taking off. And you should too. This scene is nothing but kicks. Jump kicks, flying kicks, side kicks, hook kicks, round kicks. Getting hit with those techniques, you'll be done right off the bat. Spin kick to the dome piece, you're out in a heartbeat. See there? The flying kick. These guys had time to turn around and look at each other and decide, you know what, we're just gonna duck. That's why you never do a flying kick. Now, flying kicks were invented to knock Samurai off a horseback. A little history lesson for you. Next up, one of my all-time favorite martial artists, Jackie Chan in Gorgeous. Now to win a fight, I gotta put my opponent in my punching range. For my opponent to win, he's gotta put me in his punching range. Everybody's striking range is different. I like to keep a longer striking range because I know I can close that gap faster than my opponent can. So if you watch here, the guy moves forward, but Jackie Chan is not letting his opponent get in his striking range. That's why he's backing up. Who knew that fighting can get so detailed? Now, do you see how these guys are moving, how they're bouncing around? Everybody has two types of movement when it comes to fighting. 
you have your initial movement, which is the very first movement you make before you throw a technique. Some people call it a telegraph. And you have constant movement. Well, if you're really good, you can actually disguise your initial movement with constant movement. It's hard to hit a target that's moving. If you're standing still, pretty easy to hit, right? Blocking parry. He uses backhand to parry that hand, which I was talking about earlier, the wax on. Little head movement and a little parry to the side. Now, I like this because these guys are really realistic when it comes to their blocking game. In the other movies like uh, The Matrix and things like that, to block, their arms strayed really far away from the body, which actually leaves you open. I love it when guys block like this because now their body's open or I can take my foot over their hand and still kick him in the head. The closer your hands are to your body, the easier it is to block. So if you watch Jackie Chan, he's working some upper parries, some middle parries, keeping his hands close to block. And it's easier to block and counter back with something of your own, which is what you're seeing here. Wait, wait. I have literally been in this guy's situation. I think the first person that ever made me see stars was my older sister. She kicked me in the head and it's like these little lights popped out of my head and I had to tell her to stop for a second, you know? That is a very scary feeling. Nothing you ever want to feel, to be honest with you. Now we're gonna start with the kicks. Ooh, freeze right there. Now that is why your shins have gotta be conditioned. Keep it going, I like it. See him shaking that shin bone now? <laughs> He's like, man, that hurt. Those leg kicks definitely hurt. You see how close these guys are. You have long range strikes, which is your jab, your crosses, your kicks, and you have close range strikes. So if you ever hemmed up or up against a wall or a cage or kind of a clinch position like these guys are, you have certain techniques you can throw from there, like elbow strikes, short hooks and uppercuts from there. And you can even grab a hold of your opponent to throw knees. Oh, here we go. Now this is where this honor system comes in. If I want to beat you, I want to beat you at your best. If you fall down, I want you to get back up. I don't want anything to cheapen it. Especially when you're just sparring, you help them up. You want to be honorable in this situation. See, look, he's like, all right, I could hurt you here, but I'm not going to. I like that. That's what being a martial artist is all about. Here, they're making these techniques really dramatic because it's a pleasing to the eye. You know, if I'm watching this, this is the kind of stuff I want to see because it's cool looking, but I wouldn't do it in a real situation. Ooh, that spin back into the chest. Come on. Ooh, that just smile. It says just smile. So, what he's thinking is, you know what? I'm gonna go out here now and just have fun. Because sometimes you can overthink things. My dad always says before I step out in the octagon, no matter what, your family's still gonna love you, your students and your friends are still gonna love you, so just go out there and have some fun. And that always calms me down before I step out there. So that's kind of what he's going through right now when he sees the smile. See, now look at him, he's like, oh, I'm relaxed now, let's go. Every time I step out to the octagon, I always come out with a smile on my face. I actually walk out to Tenacious D, Wonder Boy, <laughs> yeah, which is a quality song. If you haven't heard it, it's, it's awesome. But it always puts a smile on my face. In the game, there's a lot of guys that try and get in your head by me mugging you or talking a lot of trash, and I eat them up with niceness. I just smile at them. No matter what you do, 
If it's a stressful situation, think of something that puts a smile on your face. You'll find out that it helps you a lot. Thanks, guys, for coming to hang out with me for The Breakdown. GQ, catch y'all later.